Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Penny Wollen. Penny is the author of Descendants of Light, American Photographers of Jewish Ancestry. For the past 30 years, Penny has used photographic portraiture with oral interviews to research Jewish civilization in America. Her work is held in institutions such as the Smithsonian, the New York Public Library, and the Santa Barbara Art Museum. Most recently, over an eight-year period, she has photographed and interviewed 70 American Jewish photographers to learn about their motivations to use photography. She lectures across the country and lives on a small farm in Northern California. Welcome, Penny. Yes, hello. Thank you. Nice to hear from you. Delightful to have you here. And um, first, wow, uh, you were in touch with me about the book a while ago, and when it arrived and I started looking through it, I was completely struck by the work, the photographers that you've included in the book and the accompanying interviews, and I'm eager to ask you, how did this all come about? Well, um, as you said in your introduction, I have kind of doggedly tracked American Jewish culture for some time. Um, I started out years ago and did a project entitled The Jews of Wyoming, Fringe of the Diaspora, and uh, that was really a paradigm experience for Jews in the West and Jews in America. Um, I went to photography school when I was 20 years old in Los Angeles, and and it was very soon that I realized that I was really surrounded by Jews who made photographs. Both my uh, young colleagues in school, our instructors, and the people that we were learning from because we studied their work. Deanne Arbus, Richard Avedon, Lizette Modell, Robert Frank. And it stayed with me for years and years. And so I was ready to start a new project, uh, kind of the turn of the century, a little bit past that. And I realized that, again, the, the best work that, a, that an artist can do is, is, is work that reflects their own uh, interests and personalities. So I, I thought, well, and, and at that same time, and I think I had originally spoken with you then, um, uh, Alan Trachtenberg, uh, professor of history from Yale University, had written a wonderful essay um, entitled The Claim of a Jewish Eye, in which he poses the question, why are there so many Jews in photography? And I used that essay. It really inspired me. In one point of the essay, he said, well, somebody has to get out there and ask these people these questions. And I just thought, well, I'm the one to do that. And so I began in 2006. Uh, I was very fortunate to have wonderful people allow me into their lives and archives. Um, I originally worked with Arnold Newman, Helen Levitt, and um, and so then off we went. We were off to the races. It's quite exciting. So you, um, I'm going to back up a little bit to sort of talk about your roots and your, and your interest. You grew up in what you describe as a conservative Jewish community in Cheyenne, and that's where your very early interest in photography began. I guess on the looking at the pages of Life magazine. Uh, yes. 
and and, and your so that interest as both uh, somebody who was curious about community and visuals and photography and the storytelling medium that's really where all of this began well i would i would say so yes yeah. certainly my i was raised in wyoming uh, in this conservadox community so my uh, my judar as it were was quite acute people didn't think there were jews in the west or wyoming and and there was a story there to tell that there were uh, and then, uh, yes, of course, I think everyone in America got life and look, but somehow I understood in the pages of those magazines that those great photographers, Philippe Hausman, Yale Joel, John Lowengard, that, that they were Jewish. And, and I can't list them all right now, all the 70s, but I was just blown away by the people that you know, the photographers that are included in the book. So you tell me a little bit about the process, how you met with each of them you and interviewed them. Well, field work like this really starts out with a question to be answered. I don't really know the answer or else I wouldn't have the curiosity about it. So I started, as I said, Arnold Newman, Helen Levitt, I, I called them up. Arnold Newman knew about my uh, past projects, and so he let me into his life. And I just started asking questions about this issue. That if you look at some of the great practitioners in history of photography, and don't forget it's a short history, mm-hmm. uh, many of the great practitioners, certainly in America, have come from Jewish ancestry. So I would interview uh, a person, I would photograph them, I would make my own portrait of them, and then I would ask them to show me archival photography of their ancestors, like their favorite ancestor. And that got me thinking about if we look like our ancestors, might we not act like them? And if we act like them, is the answer to why there's so many Jewish photographers. Does it lie somewhere in that arena? Uh, so in terms of how did I get to this list, there are 70. There's more than that, really, but I couldn't get to all of them. Um, one person would refer me to another person. Uh, I worked commercially, and so photographers knew who I was, so when I called them, I wasn't such a stranger. Um, most of them thought that what I was doing was had nothing to do with them, but there was always the but, mm-hmm. and then they would allow me to come and interview and photograph them. So one thing just led to another. That's a curious thing. I mean, it, a lot of the interviews have just these gems of... Um, stories about their roots, their heritage, their family, and not all of these photographers necessarily identified as Jewish, and yet you were able to kind of explore and pull out these connections. Were you surprised by this? Were they surprised by it? I think we all were surprised by it. Um, In fact, when the book was finished, a few photographers, really more than a few, you know, five, ten photographers said to me, 
you know, I never felt that I was part of a group. And now that I see your book and I read other people's stories, I realize I am part of something that's bigger than I am. I am part of this group of American photographers of Jewish ancestry. So uh, many people didn't realize that the, the story of their ancestors, like I would always say to them, well, why did your ancestors come to America? And usually the reason was, I don't know, because their ancestors weren't talking about it. But then if you went back into history and you tried to find out the reason it became a subtext, you would see that they were leaving Eastern Europe, they were leaving somewhere where they would, if they stayed, they may have lost their lives. And you also write, it's not a coincidence that Jews are attracted to the alchemy of photography, and the photography has found its storytellers in Jews. This certainly speaks to both your work and that work that's included in the book. Um, and do you, do you see that sort of thread going through with each one of these photographers' works? Yes. The photographers, many of the photographers that I chose to work with, worked in media, meaning that their photographs were published to a larger audience. And these photographers see themselves, and they are, storytellers. And so they've covered wars, they've covered celebrities, they've covered daily life, uh, and done so uh, with multi-picture larger projects. So what I had said that, that it's not a coincidence that uh, Jews are attracted to the alchemy of photography. They all speak about magic and mysticism. You know, it was before digital, uh, so when you shot film, you didn't see this picture until some time afterwards. Mm -hmm. You didn't really know what you got, but you think that you got it. There was something very magical about that. There still is. Um, there was, uh, and then talking about it, um, it, 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 it's like the camera is a storytelling device. It's, it's almost a Talmudic device. We're commanded to tell stories. We are commanded to honor our ancestors. So we tell the story of Passover and we tell the story of Purim because we're commanded to do so. I think photography is in some ways a substitute for the religiosity that was getting their ancestors killed. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't go away, those commandments, those desires to tell stories, to witness, it doesn't go away in one or two or six generations. But, they, but the camera became the tool that allowed them to practice in a more socially acceptable way. And, and it seems that each one of them, you know, it manifests itself in a very um, different and well-defined visual voice. For their, They all have their own eye. Very much. I mean, these are the, I think, the, the great artists yes. of, of the 20th century, and they all very much have their own eye. People sometimes say to me, is there a, ask me, is there a Jewish vision mm -hmm. in photography? Personally, no, I don't think so. I think there's a Jewish motivation. 
But the vision is up to each individual. Uh-huh. Curious question. Was it hard to get each one of these photographers to pose? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I used to call the project herding turtles. Uh, but, um, but, I, but I loved all my turtles. I loved all of these people. Uh, yes, of course it was. Of course, every photographer, it takes a tremendous amount of drive and, and, and self-esteem and belief in yourself to be a photographer. And so every photographer always thinks that they have a better way of doing something. So I would set up to photograph, and then they would, there would always be sort of like, well, I would do it there, or I would put the light here, whatever. But I just had to stay very focused on what I, Penny Wolin, would do. And uh, and then the rest is just, you know, what I would do with anybody, whether they were a photographer or not. Uh, just staying clear and focused about what it is that my vision is. So it was okay. It was <laughs> In hindsight, it was just wonderful. It was it was the odyssey of my life. I can imagine because the stories that came out of this, um, and also the portraits, are just there's an intimacy, and um, you can tell that you really connected to them, and they connected to something else as a result of your questions. Well, I I hope that they did, and uh, and I hope that uh, people can learn about the, several things I'd like people to understand is, of course, the nature of photography and, uh, and, and the nature of Jewish involvement in photography, the nature of the contributions that these children of immigrants, some of them were immigrants, uh, the nature of the contributions they made to our culture. Uh, Philippe Pausman made 101 Life magazine covers. Wow. And uh, he barely escaped from first Austria and then Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, he barely escaped with his life. Was there any one encounter or interview or photograph that was for you, you know, pivotal or surprising? Well, they all were surprising. They all were very unique. Uh, everybody had something very unique to say. I never anticipated having this much text in the book, but the text was important. Um, I think one of the, you know, when I photographed Helen Levitt, I, I called her on the phone, I got to New York, and and, uh, and she didn't know who I was, and I explained who I was, and she said, honey, I'm 93 years old, and you're not getting next to me with a camera, <laughs> but you can come over. And so I said, okay, great, you know, when should I do that, expecting it to be later on in the week. And she said, well, come now. And, and so I did. And, and, of course, I took a camera. That's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, she was just a, she was a gift. She was um, a, a, a fabulous artist. She was New York's photographer laureate. And then I think that, and, and, and she, the interview with her is that she's all about saying, this doesn't matter, and I don't care, and this doesn't have anything to do with me. But really, you could see that it had everything to do with her. 
And so my session with Helen Levitt, I think, really encouraged me to, 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 to continue to persevere. Uh, that, and that the project was really about subtext rather than somebody would say, oh, yes, my work is affected because of my ancestry. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever came out to say that. So did this influence or change your work afterwards? Well, it changed it during, and it changed my understanding of each of these people's process. Um, I guess it will remain to be seen if it's changed my work or not. Whatever whatever work I do do changes so, because it changes the individual. And then we'll see what's next. We'll see. <laughs> be continued. Um, well, Penny, thank you for joining us today. The book, again, is Descendants of Light, American Photographers of Jewish Ancestry. And it's an amazing book. Um, thank you so much for the work that you put in over the eight years and all that went before it. Uh, And again, thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing your next venture. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to sharing all of it with you. Okay, be well. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Alexa Sewing. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.